Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, welcome to Roundtable, where we serve up piping hot debates on the issues that sizzle in China and beyond. I'm Yu Honglin. Coming up, in the dynamic landscape of China, each region is like a musician in an orchestra, playing a unique tune to attract visitors. Recently, with the tourism industry gaining momentum, tourism bureaus in different regions started to get engaged in a fervent competition, showing their hospitality and warm welcome to visitors all around. Let's take a look at some of their best moves and try to answer the question, is it enough and what's next? Also, have you ever felt that you are extra nice and polite, even cute when communicating with others digitally? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, you might have been just diagnosed with textual people-pleasing syndrome. Stay with Roundtable to find out what are the symptoms and whether you need to treat them. For today's show, I'm joined by Lee Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Now grab your virtual compass and follow us to the heart of the discussion. Recently, cities across China are engaging in a virtual war of attractions. In thust by Harbin's ice city charm, cultural and tourism departments all around are unleashing a barrage of social media savvy. From promotional videos to celebrity endorsements, tourism bureaus are bringing out their best games. So can you give us a review of the virtual battle? Who started it first and what happened next? Yeah, sure. I think the trend was obviously first sparked by a sensational winter tourist destination Harbin sure. in northeastern China and I think the show has already discussed about this phenomenon and Harbin is known as China's ice city so ice and snow relevant experience is really typical attraction and it has been really popular during the past few decades but this year it has become particularly they saw a surge in local tourism because the city first went viral on social media with a lot of particularly people from southern part of China went to Harbin for a typical winter experience. And meantime, the city has already stepped up its efforts to attract more people, for example, like expanding the scale of its ice and snow theme park, launching various activities like live performances, firework displays, intangible cultural shows and concerts. And also the city's local residents have also been engaged in terms of showing their hospitality and welcoming visitors from all around the country and even all around the world. And they are volunteering to offer free rides at train stations and on streets to tourists. And also they are offering, say, authentic and real local tips for visitors. So Harbin's popularity among tourists has really skyrocketed. So as such, many regions have been say, inspired by Harbin's success and uh, local tourism department officials from numerous provinces and cities are really say, going out of their way to attract visitors, especially they're really competing for online attention. For example, uh, I think the short video account of the cultural and the tourism department of Hebei province used to go by the name of Hebei Luyou, which means Hebei Tourism. But net users, mostly from Hebei, of course, they are complaining that this name is too bad. I mean, too <laughs> bland and too distant, not really 
say, a very easily attraction for uh, net users on social media. So they just suggest the official account to rename themselves as Hebei Wenlu, uh, literally meaning Hebei Tourism Culture. I know it really doesn't really make a lot of sense if you say first hearing upon on the story. I mean, what's the difference between Wenlu and Luyou? But I think the thing is that most official accounts of local tourism authorities are Say going by the name as Wenlu, so it's basically like a small signal that uh, the local tourism authorities in Hebei are also joining this competition to compete for online attention, and also it really closely follows advices coming from its local residents, and particularly I think local tourism administrations across China have really demonstrated an unusual determination and also responsiveness to service customers and promote themselves, especially considering the upcoming Chinese New Year holiday. So they are really working really hard to convince <laughs> visitors they are they are the best place to go to. Yeah, so that is basically the entire story. And I have to say, Li, I agree with most things you say, but I think motivated is really just a too light, too modest a word <laughs> to talk about the yeah. situation. Basically, some of them are I'm using the air quote right now for those of you who cannot see us, but they are forced, quote unquote, forced to join the competition, and they're trying really, really hard. Because if you take a look at the Hebei Cultural and Tourism Douyin account, which is the Chinese TikTok account, they actually released a total of 75 short videos. On one day, and that is three times the total number of posts in the first eleven days of 2024. So on the twelfth day of the year, they decided to release all these short videos because netizens are just saying, "Come on, you need to uplevel your game, do a better job. We have so many resources, and we have a lot of beautiful attractions, and you need to do something to let tourists out there around the world, around China, to know this." So yes, that's why I'm using force. And that's why I think motivated is, you know, well, yeah, they are definitely motivated. And I was wondering, Josh, have you checked any of these videos? Any particular ones that you found interesting or like to mention? Yeah, well, actually,、uh, many, many of these videos are being shown, and I didn't even need to. I watched、uh, the videos because you kindly sent me some, but I'd actually already seen a lot of similar ones already. <laughs> even on Instagram, they're everywhere. Harbin is world famous now because of this. Um, and I've I've just seen videos of everything from you know especially the ice sculptures and things like this. It's just so cinematic. It's just so visually striking. I think, and also I think that tagline that I often see、um, that I've seen on Instagram, for example, when I've looked this up and I've just come across by accident as well, is it's like. China's ice city, or like China's secret ice city, and things like this. And I think that for a lot of people who have never been to China, they don't realize, you know, how diverse China's geography is, and that there is a place where there could be something like an ice city. I think most people、um, in the West, when they think of China, they probably do think of Beijing or Shanghai or something like this. You know, big metropolis cities and things like that. And so when you see something like this. Um, it looks more like something you'd find in, you know, the in Siberia, in Russia, or something like that, which, as we know, borders, you know, geographically is very similar, almost identical to parts of China. But、mm. yeah, so there's something quite magical and mysterious about it. I think. Yeah. It's very、um, marketable. 
Yeah, totally. And on top of Harbin, which we've already discussed on the particular show, talking about how popular it is, and actually a lot of other provinces, other regions and cities are releasing a lot of their promotional videos. Yeah, actually, I particularly love the efforts coming from Hunan province, which is a quite culture-heavy province in central China. And actually, starting from January 9th, the official Douyin account of the Department of Culture and Tourism of Hunan province has hugely increased its daily updates, uh, so as uh, what Hebei province did, uh, say from 20 clips to a total of 112 videos in four days to simply <laughs> try to showcase its cultural and tourism resources. And so did uh, Shanxi and Shandong provinces. Mm. And one typical example of Henan province is that they are trying to showcase their very authentic culture thing to visitors. For example, Shaolin Kung Fu. Um, I'm not really sure if uh, Josh has heard about it, and it's actually one of the most famous types of wushu, which is also martial arts in China. And Shaolin Temple, which is located in Henan, is actually the cradle of Chinese martial arts. So that's why when you're looking at the official short video platforms of those uh, local tourism in Henan, they are, say, working really hard to showcase these moves and really handsome cool movements of the Shaolin Kung Fu. And also they are also showcasing their local cuisine. And for example, like mutton stewed noodles is a very typical and delicious uh, local cuisine of Henan province. And uh, I think these are definitely working to attract tourists. And also another thing is that I think for this round, typically you see a number of local tourism chiefs, I mean leaders from the official government department. And they are also getting engaged in say, live streaming and also short video creating to attract and to promote their hometown. And also a lot of provinces and cities, they're inviting celebrities, say singers, actors, actresses to help promote local destinations. And I think these tactics has been really successful in terms of attracting younger generations of consumers. Yeah, that's actually quite interesting because even though we talk about the local tourism cultural bureaus, actually there are different levels of them. If the mm. provincial ones find it relatively easier to invite celebrities for the city level ones and sometimes even county level ones, they cannot really do or they didn't uh, manage to at the very first move, invite a lot of celebrities. So what they did is to post on social media platforms saying, we need you, please come <laughs> and help us promote. This is your hometown. Yeah. You want it to be great. And we believe you can do a good job. And some celebrities would be so kind and almost voluntarily post the videos and to promote their hometown. And I think this whole campaign, this whole internet in a way, Carnival has engaged a lot, a lot of people. This is a very interesting round of promotional activity. And we'll discuss the part of the local bureau heads a bit later. But I was wondering, Josh, this is definitely a festival for citizens here in China. But I was wondering, how are tourist departments in Europe doing? Are, have they done anything fun online to promote their activities or destinations to attract tourists? Yeah, well, to be honest, it seems as though in China there's a lot more fun stuff going on. <laughs> but of course, tourism departments in, in countries internationally 
have had many campaigns. It's massive industry. In my own country, we have something called Visit Britain, which is a national tourism agency, one of the biggest ones we have. They've employed a multitude of visual, visually appealing content, um, storytelling and targeted campaigns. For example, there's a lot of hashtags like hashtag love Great Britain um, on Twitter and Instagram where they showcase iconic landmarks and things like this. Um, and the UK has also had a lot of collaborations with influencers um, uh, like travel bloggers and photographers, um, you know, things like this. But yeah, finding more interesting examples, you'd have to probably go to some other parts of Europe. And I did find some slightly more interesting examples. I can share a couple with you. So in the Czech Republic, actually, in 2018, there was an interesting campaign called the Honest Guide Campaign. And this was, a tr was a, to attract more tourists. This campaign featured a lot of videos which were posted online, and they addressed common tourist scams. And they wanted to provide tips to tourists, you know, how to avoid getting scammed, how to avoid getting uh, mugged on the street and things like this. But actually, the campaign was a little bit hit and miss because it kind of posted a bit of a negative, the negative aspects Aww. of the destination. So, so, so although it's supposed to be helpful, right, you, you've got to be quite careful. And I think it's quite an interesting example because it's quite delicate, right? You need to make sure that the tourists are ready, but also you don't want to scare them away. Another interesting one was in 2016. I'll give you one more example from Sweden. Um, and this was called Sweden's number one fan campaign. Um, and what this did was, amazingly, uh, Sweden handed over the country's official Twitter account to a different citizen every week and allowed them to share their personal experiences. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, well, the idea was to showcase the diversity of Swedish life because actually Sweden, especially in its biggest cities, are incredibly um, ethnically diverse. And it actually, though, led to quite a lot of problems because, of course, some of the curators shared some pretty unconventional and controversial opinions, which, again, didn't really contribute to tourism. So I think, again, it's an interesting story because what exactly is the most important aspect when it comes to marketing, you know, your destination for tourists? Um, I think that a lot of us, when we prepare to go on holiday, we do think about things like safety. We do think about things like hotel quality and things like that. But when it comes to marketing, personally, I think that the most important thing is how good it looks on camera, at least when it comes to social media. Yes, and for a lot of people in these different tourism bureaus, they the first thing they want to do is to attract people's attention to make sure that we are under the spotlight, we are being discussed. And after being discussed, they would try to offer the best that they can to keep people's attention there, keep the traffic there. And apparently the competition soon expanded from online to offline. And the winner for the first round of battle would be, in my opinion, Henan province, because they're giving out diamonds for real, like real diamonds. Seriously, if I would choose my next destination to go, I would definitely pick Henan. So what is happening? How can I get the diamond? <laughs> I think it's a pretty generous and bold move coming from this official tourism authorities and I think that definitely has put huge burden and pressure for other places but sure yeah I think Luoyang they are really working really hard and as you said this city is an ancient city Henan and it has distributed genuine 
uh, man-made diamonds to tourists. And as long as, say, there are some engaging activities, as long as you can answer some a few questions about Luoyang correctly, and uh, you can just get your diamond and take them home. And the thing is that, well, that's a definitely a very eye-catching move to attract tourists uh, to coming to Luoyang or Henan province. But the thing is that I think it has also successfully let people know about its industry because as a random visitor, you will just be curious why diamond and why Luoyang, why Henan, right? The true thing is that actually Henan is the major production place of man-made diamond. And actually by July of 2023, about 95% of the global production of lab-grown diamonds, also known as uh, synthetic diamonds, come from China and with 80% of them being produced in Henan. So that's why wow. they are using it as a major tactic to attract visitors. And as you said, yes, the competition has been expanding from online to offline because another eye-catching activity promoted by Luoyang is that they are greeting travelers at Luoyang railway station with lines of majestic warriors to, you know, wearing armor and helmets and also holding spears. And the thing is that it's quite unique experience for any random visitor. And another thing is that they're like tall and handsome. So <laughs> they're getting huge attention on social media. And that definitely is taking effect to attract visitors. Yeah, we can see that not only Luoyang is giving out diamonds, actually Yuntai Mountain Scenic Spot is giving out pearls to tourists on January 15th. And uh, a lot of different places are offering a lot of free tickets for a certain period of time if visitors travel there, including Anhui, Gansu, Xizang, Shanxi, all these places are offering free tickets of their most famous scenic spots. And all these has been expanded to this real competition to attract tourists. And I was wondering, one very important and very interesting thing for me is that when it comes to government departments or government officials, you would have the idea or perception or stereotype in this case that they are relatively serious. They handle a lot of serious work and they do not really engage with netizens that much or that directly or that quickly. Yet for this round, we see netizens' role being very important and very vital in the almost extravagant promotional campaign. We see some netizens online saying things like, I'm from Shanxi province, our bureau head would be able to drink 100% vinegar directly from the <laughs> bottle. He's that good. And people from Henan province would wow. say things like, I'm from Henan province and our bureau head, because we are a province being famous for having fierce competition when it comes to the college entrance examination. So our bureau head is so good that he can finish his 10 paper tests in 10 minutes. And someone from, for example, Inner Mongolia would say things, you know, our bureau heads is able to do acrobats on a back of a horse. Of course, they are bragging and they don't really mean that. But some people would jokingly say these citizens are kind of like kindergarten kids saying <laughs> their fathers are superheroes mm. and can fly. It's a very playful and fun and happy occasion engaged with both the supposed to be serious but proven to be not so serious kind of government officials and netizens all around. So 
Why are people being so quote unquote advisable in your advice? How come they are willing to get engaged with this fierce competition, both online and offline? Well, I think that competition makes for pretty good marketing in itself, right? I think that when you have all of these different areas competing against one another, sometimes it can be quite positive. And if you can create a buzz, a rivalry between two places. In particular, you know, it can really promote it to some degree. I know that, for example, in the United Kingdom, there's a, a quite a rivalry between, for example, the North and the South, and some of these rivalries can be pretty serious. You know, they can date back historically to things like economics and the distribution of wealth and more serious things like this. But when it comes to tourism and advertising, you know, I think that sometimes it can be healthy. I think that. To have these distinctions between one another can、uh, actually benefit both parties because if you have enough time, you would want to visit London, but then you'd also want to go and visit Edinburgh, right? Which is a completely different aesthetic and a different vibe entirely, right?、Uh, but I think London makes Edinburgh look amazing, and I think Edinburgh makes London look amazing. So I think that there's some some positives to be taken away from it. I、mm-hmm. think, though, also ultimately, when we're in the realm of social media. It is what is social media. It is comparison. That's what it is. What every single aspect of it. How many likes can you get?、Um, how many friends do you have? How many followers do you have? How many people are you following, etc.? How many views and clicks do you get on all of your content? That is the essence of social media. So, I mean, it's ultimately always going to have this fierce competition. Yes, and I think we've mentioned enough examples about how are these local tourism bureaus, how hard they try to attract visitors, and they've definitely given out some very creative and very fun moves. But do you think these types of promotions can lead to a meaningful increase in tourism, or will they just be a temporary boost? Will be a short time carnival that everyone celebrates and enjoy, and、uh, that's it? Well, I think definitely for this period of the time, I think it, it has successfully attracted, say, concrete tourists and also tourism revenues. For example, Jilin Province, and、uh, it has really working really hard to invite celebrities to help promote its local destinations, and、uh, the results are pretty positive because orders for destinations in this northeastern province rose by ninety two percent, and、uh, especially Jilin's Changbai Mountains, which is a favorite destination for skiing and sightseeing, we see the share price of this place on the domestic stock market gained more than one hundred forty three percent after thirteen days. Days of trading ending on January fifteen, so pretty positive results coming from the market. But meantime, we are talking about a sustainable approach. I think for consumers, for visitors, of course, we can all say get engaged in this online carnival by say actively. Commenting and leaving messages, either to promote your own hometown or to say have some fresh experience of understanding other culture from other parts of the country. But I think for the longer term, those local tourism authorities really need to work hard to promote their services because in the end, I think tourism industry is a service industry. You have to make sure you are providing not only really good natural sceneries but also. You have to make sure 
the features, the edges you are offering online are really irreplaceable for consumers so that they really want to go back to this place or you have different batches of consumers coming to this place every year. You have to make sure you have a really well-equipped industry because not only say sightseeing, but also accommodation, catering, transportation, and uh, you have to know your target consumers. Who are you really attracting? Mm, many departments are already doing that. Actually, many of them are collecting advices from netizens online and saying, if you can give a actual advice, I will seriously do something about it to solve the problem and you will also get a reward and some netizens said i left a message i thought it would be there left untended but it turns out my problem was solved and i will definitely go to the place to visit again and that kind of service is what we're talking about here so i guess the search in creative digital tourism promotion underscores a pivotal shift in how destinations engage visitors blending cultural pride with digital savvy to hard new paths in travel. Perhaps the real diamonds in Luoyang aren't the stones handed out at the station, but the city's undimmed charm and historical treasures waiting to be discovered.